Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Meehan, and joining me, as always, is... Oh, my opera star, Connor Lawler. (laughs) (laughs) I think that might be our weakest one, yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Coming up, improv, man. It's hard. Yeah, improv. That's why we need to write this stuff down. You know what I mean? That's what the heart of improv is. Um, I do need the Google Doc of intros for you that I can use every second week. (laughs) Um, So, if this is your first episode of Hero Zero, um, Sean normally does a weird improv bit, introduces me wrong, um, and then we go from there. But this is the show where we choose one comic book character every single week. We talk to good points and their bad points. And we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. Now, Sean was away last week, so I covered that I did Tim Drake again. Um, mm-hmm. And I got to go like proper nerdy. So, Sean, you've had a week off. You had a week to settle yourself. I must say, Sean normally does Marvel characters. I normally do DC characters. But True. to be honest, we don't really stick to that. We just kind of float whichever one we like. Mostly. Yeah, occasionally we will dip in and out of like, oh, this is interesting. Um, and sometimes we do copyright-free characters, which are some of my favourite episodes. They, they're more fun than most things because you can just do whatever you want. But yeah, as yeah. I said, this is Sean's week. Sean, you've come in with a character. I'm intrigued to know who you've chosen. This this character this is a character who has popped up in a lot of comics, um, plays a part in a lot of like major storylines, but it's really like unknown for like a general audience. Um, okay. 
You you might have heard of him. His name is Mister Sinister. Uh, I I've heard the name. Yeah, yeah, a lot, that's that's he again because he pops up in a lot of stuff. Um, pops up in a lot of Deadpool stuff sometimes, um, and generally he's kind of an X Men mutant villain. Is who he okay. is. Um, but he's been around for absolutely ages, both in comics and in the comic universe. Um, so he's just he's gotten just more and more powers stacked on him as the years have gone on. Has he ever appeared in any movies that we could see him in? So there is, I forget what it is now. I is think he in first class. No, not first class. But I think at the end of Dark Phoenix or one of those kind of movies, there's a briefcase that closes, and it says yes. Essex Corp. And that is uh, Mr. Sinister's company. Um, his right. name is Nathaniel Essex. Oh, okay. so, I, I think that's Dark Phoenix, but also that movie nobody remembers and was really bad. Exactly. So no, mm. it's, it's, it's one of them. Um, but there, it, it was a tease, but then Fox was bought by Disney. So that tease is gone now for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So jumping into it, um, Nathaniel Essex was born in England in the 19th century. So this Hang is in the 1800s <laughs> that this dude cropped up. Um, as a child, he was observing the movement of people in Greenwich Park, and he was amazed at how they followed what he believed to be preordained paths. Oh. So he was like, oh, they're just walking where people tell him to walk, man. Uh, right. they're, they're not he does thinking his own research. He does his own research mm-hmm. online. Okay. <laughs> His fascination with predicting the course of things led him to pursue a career as a scientist. Um, and he became one of the greatest minds of his generation. I'm um, also really proud, by the way, of Marvel for not calling him, like, Johnny Sinister. Um, just <laughs> due to the fact that, like, you have Victor Von Doom. <laughs> like, they always have to just be have evil in their name. I'm really proud. That, uh, the, no, yeah, like, and it's, yeah, it's not like, even Octavius for Dr. Octopus. That's mm. a stretch at the best yeah. of times. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's nice to have just a normal named man. Um, at some point in his life, he married Rebecca Milbury, uh, living with her at Milbury House. Uh, after their son Adam passed away at the age of four, Dr. Essex was driven deeper into his work. Oh, um, okay. So their son had a number of kind of genetic issues at birth that led to him dying young. And so uh, Nathaniel Essex just kind of went mad on genetics and like researching what caused this. Could it be stopped? I mean, so far, kind of a heroic origin. Yeah. To come from tragedy and then to try and improve life for others. Yeah, to try and maybe help things. Mm. Um, I want you to hold on to that thought as I read this next (laughs) sentence. Well, I mean, he's called Mr. Sinister. (laughs) (laughs) So obsessed with Darwin. So far, let's hear him out. So far, it's Mr. Pleasant right now. Uh, (laughs) Mr. My Best Friend. Go on. Obsessed with Darwin's theory of evolution, Essex wished to go beyond, believing that his contemporaries were shackled by too many moral constraints. Oh, no. (laughs) Mr. Acquaintance. His orientations put his membership in the Royal Society at risk and he was regarded to be a dangerous man. Mm. Uh, During a lecture, he claimed that humanity contained the potential of evolving immensely fast due to what he called Essex factors. Uh, 
X factors, if you will. If you will. Um, predicting the emergence of mutants as an evolutionary breakthrough. Oh, not the talent show. Not the talent show, I'm afraid. No, okay, sorry. Yeah, you're okay. <laughs> this... Cheryl Cole, she's going to cause it. So this kind of... This was his, like, thesis, essentially. This is lecture. Shortly after this lecture, uh, one of his unscrupulous experiments was oh, exposed. No. Connor. Oh, no. He's experimenting uh, on humans. He's experimenting on yeah, humans. The yeah, downtrodden yeah. of society. He's kidnapping them, cutting them open, doing a whole bunch of shit to them. So, he was ousted from the Royal Scientific Society. Uh, as he angrily left, Dr. Essex stated that if becoming a monster was what was required for science to progress, then he would. <laughs> if I'm a monster, say it to me now. You're a monster. <laughs> Shut up, John. How <laughs> dare you? How? I never even liked you, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Essex eventually met and hired a man named Cootie Tremble and the Marauders. <laughs> I know, I, I knew this would be a point of interest. <laughs> let's, let's let's just stop. Let's yeah. have a chat about Cootie Go Tremble. Go ahead, Cootie um, Tremble. First name Cootie, second name Tremble. You have it exactly right, Connor. Um, did his parents love him? <laughs> They're not around. They're not around uh, as much anymore. I can only assume they didn't. Um, just, I mean, if your if your child is called Tremble. Yeah, um, you want to give him a strong name. Like give him a strong name. <laughs> never tremble. <laughs> Absolutely not once will I, first <laughs> Not a hope of me having a... <laughs> really set out the stall early. But to look at that child, look at him in the crib, and then go, cootie, cootie tremble. Um, I think you're setting him up for a, a lifetime of sidekickery. Side, and maybe ass kickery as well. Maybe. Uh, any cooties in the chat? Let us know. <laughs> uh, and and but Cootie Tremble is the leader of a group called the Marauders, which is such oh. a cooler name. Way cooler. Uh, but why would you follow a man called Cootie Tremble? He'd have to be well, very charismatic. You'd have to be with that kind mm. of a name. Uh, you'd have to be tough. Um, <laughs> but the Marauders collected all types of misshapen folk off of the streets of London to be victims of Essex's experiments. Right, okay. Uh, they unexpectedly awoke the immortal mutant known as N. Sabanur, a.k.a. Apocalypse. Uh, just who, accidentally. It just accidentally woke him up. Yeah. He was just sleeping in London at the time. Just a regular Thursday and they just made enough noise and they woke him up from a sleep. He was having he, a nap. He was living and was like, take yeah. me to your leader. I want to meet yeah. him. Uh, he was like, I have a shift at 12. I meant to have a, a sleep during the day. Um, I'm up all night in a night shift and you're after yeah. waking me up at 8am. I'm not happy about it. You know, and so he went to Essex and Essex is immediately like, holy shit, you're a mutant. Like, because Apocalypse is the first mutant. Uh, yeah. He's all the way back in Egypt, Egypt times. Uh, and he's like, this proves literally my life's work that oh. <laughs> humans can just do this. And he's like, that's class. Um then, Does Apocalypse look like Oscar Isaac? Sorry to... Not, no, not yet. Not, not at this yet. point. Okay. Cool, cool, That's cool. exclusively in the movie X-Men Apocalypse that he yeah. looks like. And that. the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Yes, yes, when yeah. he is played by Ivan Ooze. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Nathaniel Essex and Apocalypse were then confronted by time travellers from the future. Now, we need you to bear with me here. He's had so, a busy few days. A busy few days for this yeah. man. 
and he's not even called Mr. Sinister yet. So, so far, he's just he's experimenting on normal people. Just regular yeah. old Joe experimentation. Bit of human experimentation yeah. going on. So he was visited by Scott Summers, a.k.a. Cyclops, and Jean Grey, a.k.a. The Phoenix, um, who were sent back in time to prevent the earlier rise of Apocalypse. So if, if Apocalypse was active in, you know, the 1800s, that fucks with the future. Because uh, they were never, he was never meant to be woken up. It's this weird time stream thing. Um, but uh, basically, they come back to try and shut down Apocalypse. Uh, Nathaniel Essex is fascinated by Scott Summers and Jean Grey. Because he's like, here's a man with laser eyes. And here's a woman who can control minds. Yes. That's pretty, pretty good. Um, and they were, the Summers and Grey were eventually captured by Apocalypse after they failed on their mission. Um, why would they, why would, oh, I don't want to tell Professor X how to set up his teams. Yeah. But you're just going to send Jean Grey and Scott Summers by themselves. Surely you bring Storm along for the journey. I th- uh, there might have been something going on. I'm not quite sure. Uh, well, actually, actually, no, no. The, 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 it, they were sent back because, okay, oh, because no. of something that's going to happen later on. They okay, were sent sorry. back and that something had to happen to defeat Apocalypse in the future, but they had to be sent back and fail at this point. Okay, I'll fair get enough. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Time streams. So the confrontation between those X-Men and Apocalypse it led Essex to decide to dedicate his w- life to his wife and his new unborn child who was on the way. He's like, you, oh, Mr. Best Friend is back. Mr. Lads. Best Friend is back. <laughs> now, I want you to hold on to that thought as I read the next sentence. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear him out. But as he returned home, he learned that his wife had freed all of his captives. Uh, she had prematurely had their baby and was dying of stress. Oh. Denying him any forgiveness, she died in disgust, stating that he was utterly and completely sinister. Oh, no. Oh, I see it. Oh, no. Miserable. so close. (laughs) Nathaniel agreed to Apocalypse's offer uh, of becoming basically his protege kind of thing. And what Apocalypse did was that he transformed Dr. Essex into an ageless being of extraordinary power with celestial technology. Uh, He then shed his past name and chose another, taking the name Sinister, his wife's last word to him. (laughs) Super edgy. Super edgy. Like, I don't know if you've seen Mr. Sinister. He's basically the edgiest looking character you can imagine. (laughs) I'm going to Google Mr. Sinister just to get Google. Because I would say he's edgier than Penance, who wears a suit made of spikes to to hurt himself. Mr. Sinister. He's, Marvel. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. No, I do know Mr. Sinister. Yes. Yeah, Just you've seen, seen this dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that, that's super edgy. He's very edgy. Very edgy. He's man. like Craven the Hunter, but he's like emo. Yeah. Yeah, he's very pale, but he's also massive. He's got a big... Like my chemical romance suit on, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like what Jared Leto dreams of being. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. Um, so, as Mr. Sinister, he allowed whatever humanity he had to be carved out of him, uh, leaving him with objective clarity and no morals. <laughs> oh, uh, oh no. Um, all my earlier statements have come back to haunt me on Mr. <laughs> Sinister. <laughs> no longer Mr. Best Friend. <laughs> no. Um, 
So uh, Cyclops and Phoenix battled Mr. Sinister um, and during their fight, Mr. Sinister came to realise that Apocalypse was a madman and that their objectives were not compatible. So Apocalypse wants to basically rule the world, control everyone. Mr. Sinister wants to like unlock the best of humanity, but he just does it through really fucked up means. Yeah. So he's like, no, if you win, I can't do what I want. Um, so Sinister ultimately betrayed Apocalypse, infecting him with a deadly plague, making Apocalypse return to his hibernation. After doing this, Mr. Sinister stated that cruelty for no purpose was ignorance, and ignorance was the greatest enemy of science. Oh, so he's still a man of science. Still a man of science. Like, he's all, like, he's fucked up, but he, like, he's, like, lawful evil. Like, he I'll be ha- honest with you, he's reminding me a lot of Hugo Strange. Um, uh, actually, yeah. That in does. Batman comic books. He, he experimented on loads of people to try to find the perfect human. That's true, actually. Yeah, and like it, it's it's not personal. Like mm. he doesn't want the glory and everything like that. He just wants the science. I just experimented on humans, and I just had to take people off the street, homeless people. <laughs> Experiment on them. What can you do? It just happens. It just happens every if so. They often. turn into monsters. They turn into monsters. I can't <laughs> be blamed for that. So, Mister Sinister kept doing his work all over the world. Um, me and he encountered a bunch of uh, mutants and things like that over the years. One of them was Logan, um, and he basically like dissected Logan while he was alive. So uh, yeah, my question is, what does he feel about mutants then? So does he love mutants or hate them because they are an advance advancement on humans? Or- he, he, yeah, he's more fascinated by them. Okay, uh, and he wants to learn how to. Because going back to his son, he wants to learn how to control the genes. He wants basically. to re- replicate. Yeah, he's not a fan of the randomness of it. Yeah. Uh, but like, said, I, I, Isn't that like the plot of Logan? Well, they've ki- kind of killed out the mutant gene in that one. Yeah, yeah. They've like, bre- they've like neutralized it through the water But the idea is if like you that. can control it, then you can just inject it into like soldiers. And then you just send them to war and then we just have mutants in armies. Exactly, yeah, and that, it, like a, a lot of his research went on to become like the Weapon X program and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, so, Mister Sinister's. Obs- oh, I should also say, throughout all of this, he's obsessed with finding Scott Summers and Jean Grey again. Right? Okay. He was like, they're they're so powerful. Like, if I can find out what makes them tick, then it's all easy from there. I'll be honest with you, Scott Summers is getting thrown in there with Jean. Uh, I feel like no. Jean's carried a lot of power. <laughs> well, yeah, I look, I'm going to do a report on Scott Summers someday because he is ludicrously powerful. Okay, but everyone just enough. pictures James Marston. <laughs> but, but also, I just think because he goes around with Jean Grey, who's like one of the most powerful mutants of all time, everyone's yeah. kind of like, ah, he's probably not that strong. Um, so his obsession for observing the development of mutant children led him to take control of an orphanage, the state oh, home for foundlings in Nebraska. And he's going to feed them? Uh, no, what he does is he creates a cutting-edge laboratory underneath <laughs> the orphanage um, and cruelly manipulates the children's development without his staff's knowledge. Oh, no, not Mr. Nice. And then one day, Connor... Oh, yeah? This is going to turn all around? A, a young Scott Summers... Because <gasps> remember, Scott Summers had travelled back to the past. Yeah, and that's he's now he a child. And then with child, uh, he had his mutant powers activated when, in order to save himself and his younger brother from a plane crash that left them orphaned, 
uh, he activated his uh, optic blasts. That's mm. the first time his mutant power activated. Uh, and sinister sensors that he had just placed all around the world immediately said, hey, a guy with laser eyes just showed up. Oh. And he's like, I'm fucking having him. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, Scott was hospitalized for the injuries. But because his parents were presumed dead, he was taken in, left in an orphanage. And for a year, Mr. Sinister carried out experiments on a comatose Scott Summers. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Yeah. So uh, as a way to kind of get after this, uh, Scott woke up. He was just kept in the orphanage. Um, his brother was sent away. Mr. Sinister designed that so that like Scott would have no one. That makes he, sense. Mr. Sinister then was like, I'm going to be Scott's best friend. And he like gives him the red glasses so he doesn't blast everyone all the time. He talks to him. He like he he wants Scott to like him. He's so that Professor he can manipulate X him. before Professor X. Pretty much, yeah. Um, now, uh, as uh, Mr. Sinister was not able to get access to Jean Grey, what he did is he created a clone of her from DNA that he was able to obtain. Uh, this is a few years later now, so Scott has joined the X-Men by this point. He's left uh, the orphanage behind. Um, so he creates a clone of Jean Grey, but the lifeless clone did not develop any mutant abilities, as he had hoped. So the DNA wasn't enough to get like Jean's psychic powers and things like that. However, Jean then died while she had the Phoenix Force inside of her. Yes. And the Phoenix Force was just roaming around lost. Where's it going to go, Sean? It found an exact genetic duplicate of the person <laughs> that it was just in. What a quinky dig. It inhabited this clone. That's classic comic books. That's what that is. It is. Now, this clone, it, it's, one of, it's one of the most important uh, comic characters. There's been, it's, it, this clone was named Madeline Pryor after this, okay. right? Uh, Madeline Pryor uh, then eventually got into a relationship with Cyclops. Uh, they fell in love, they got married, and they had a child named Nathan Summers, a.k.a. Cable. Uh, yes, who we have seen in the movies before. Exactly. And Cable's whole thing is that he wants to kill Apocalypse. So that's the reason that Scott and Jean were sent back. So that Mr. Sinister would get obsessed, make this clone of Jean, and then they could give birth to Nathan to defeat Apocalypse. Fucking hell, that is convoluted plot-wise. Yes. But also, I mean, it makes sense. It There's logic to it, which I think is what a comic needs. It's because once there's time travel involved, it's, it's just, it, it's fucking weird. Like, it's... N- it kind of ruins all plot points. So to even try and hold on by the seat of your pants, it's like, okay, that's just, it makes some sort of sense if we do exactly. this. Exactly. And so that's where I'm going to leave the backstory part. Cause this is one of those characters where I have two pages of backstory and six pages of powers. Right. Okay. Um, but Mr. Sinister, for most of his comic book stories, he is like a puppet master. He's just doing things in the background that affect major plots. Okay. Um, but then you get to his powers and you're like, this dude, if he wanted to, if he didn't have this weird scientific code that he sticks by, he could destroy everyone. Um, so it's it's one of those where, like, 
if he would he is he more powerful than Magneto? Is my question. I think I think so. I think he, he could is. probably take down all of the X Men. Yeah, because one of his powers is that he can incorporate genetic material of other mutants into his DNA to gain their abilities. What? Yeah. So if he gets a mutant knocked out, he can just take their powers. He's also able to uh, can, control. Sorry. Yeah. If he takes their powers, do they ever get them back, or are they just gone? Uh, I think he just incorporates them into him, so it's like okay. he copies them. Okay. Cool. Um, but it's not like he touches them and it happens. It's like I think it's a cert- It's a pro. It's a scientific process that it's okay. done by. Um, he can also manipulate every molecule in his body. Um, <laughs> Fucking hell! Like he, he he can do whatever he wants. Meaning he can shape shift. Um, he can turn into anyone or anything he wishes. Um, harden his body into a living armor. He can be a semi-liquid state. He has a regenerative healing factor. Um, what? It's so strong that he no longer requires uh, the functionality of his brain or other internal organs to survive. Fucking hell. Uh, he has superhuman physical condition because he copied that from a mutant named Thunderbird. Um okay giving him superhuman strength, durability, reflexes, stamina, and speed. Uh, Telepathy. Um, He can mind link with people, read their minds, make them see telepathic illusions. Um, He's immune to telepathic attacks. Fuck. He can use psionic force bolts to attack you with telepathy. Um, uh, Mind alteration, mental amnesia. um, And he can dilate power which means that he can um, turn off the superpowers of any mutant if he touches them. Fucking hell. Right. Yeah, he is undefeatable. Page three. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) He has uh, telekinesis, so uh, he can also have telekinetic flight. Um, He can interface with technology directly. He can teleport across large distances. And he is functionally immortal. Because he is immune to aging and disease, and he can rapidly regenerate any damaged bodily tissue. What? Uh, he he has genius level intelligence, a genius yeah. level geneticist. He is a master surgeon, skilled mechanical engineer, master manipulator, and trained combatant. Um, he also um, he has uh, this is fucked. He has little drones that fly around, and they can take mutants genetic material just whenever pretty much so if he if he's going up against someone he can just pick the mutants he wants send out the drones and copy their dna (laughs) and how long does he have the powers for forever forever like apocalypse gave him to him like he just so then what's the point how could anyone defeat him he would just send a drone out to every mutant and take every power but he but that's not that's not his end goal like no like like i suppose if it came to a fight that's what he would do but he just wants to control the genetic process. What mutants are you taking from, if you can, no matter what the fight is? I mean, Say Jean Galactus Grey. is coming. Oh, Galactus is coming? Uh, <laughs> from Jean Grey, uh, Professor X, Logan. Wolverine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rogue, pretty Rogue, handy. Definitely. Um, Colossus, why not? Yeah. Uh, but like, he can do a lot of this shit already just with his atoms. Like, He can just make oh. his atoms harder. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like he's basically like all of the Fantastic Four in one, um, he's and all of the X Men in one. Yeah, he's every mutant in one. But he just—he's not about 
like killing every mutant or taking over the world or anything like that. He just wants control over genetics. <laughs> All stemming back to his son dying. Like, like ostensibly, that's, that's his like, instigating moment. I can't tell if moment. that's good or bad. No, he's absolutely a villain. Like, he yeah. will go, like, he will kidnap, he will murder, he will run through anyone. But for his one done. goal that he wants to do, not overall destroying the world. Yeah, yeah. And it's not personal either. Uh, he, he, there's also a bunch of Mr. Sinister clones as well out there that just are basically him, but there's many of them. Yeah, sure, why not? I'm assuming he can make clones. <laughs> and due to his involvement in mutant affairs, um, it's often believed that he's a mutant. But he, it, because he was altered by Apocalypse and not born a mutant, yeah. he's technically a mutate, like Deadpool. Right, so the, mute, the powers were given to him. He didn't develop them. Exactly. So he's not born with them. He's not a natural mutant. He was made, basically. But to be fair, he's technically then a god, because like a different god gave him the powers. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, mm. And the the Marvel 1 to 7 rating system does reflect that. Go on. Because he has a durability of 6, energy projection of 6, fighting skills of 6, intelligence of 7, speed of 7, because teleport, and strength of 5. Like what? that's that, And that's just physical strength. If he uses telekinesis, he can lift whatever. Is like, that the strongest we've ever done? Uh, outside of characters like uh, Squirrel Girl and some of the, like... Uh, invincible people you know like like the the absolute most powerful people there's ever been uh like taskmaster i think is seven on fighting skills because he can learn every fighting style but he's he's twos on everything else that's the thing he's a regular man this dude is just like he's he he breaks the scale really because this is his base level of power this isn't augmented this is just how powerful he is all the time and that's not even like adding things onto him so technically he's sevens across the board yeah like if he can get Wolverine's uh, like fighting skills he's a seven in those you know (laughs) and he just can he just sent out a drone yeah like and like the Hulk is a seven in durability so So like just take that just take that like it's 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 ridiculous like Jesus, and it's so that's so funny that he's like sevens across the board. But he's like, ah, no, I don't want to take over the world. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be like a big bad. Because what hero could you put up against him that could conceivably win ever? That's yeah. Like Deadpool does go up against him a, a fair bit, um, and then just the general X Men because with them you get the oh, with our powers combined, we can beat him. Right, kind of but then story. he takes all of their powers and combines them himself. That's true. That's true. But a lot, and a lot of it, it, there is some element of ego to him in like recent years um, that he is just like, I'm the best scientist and all that kind of stuff. So he can be beaten that way. Emotionally, you can beat him. <laughs> you can you could run the story of like, he has all those powers, but he doesn't know how to use them as well. As exactly. The people it, who've had them all their lives. It doesn't beat experience and that kind yeah. of shit. It's very um, similar to Pikachu Raichu when, in the Pokemon TV show when uh, the gym master, Sergeant Sa- Lieutenant, Lieutenant Sarge. Sarge, yeah, Lieutenant Sarge, he uses a Thunder Stone and he makes his po- Pikachu evolve, but it was too early, Sean. And it's too early. Even though he's a bigger, bigger Pokemon, he just doesn't know the moves as well as Pikachu does. That's it's exactly the same, Connor. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I don't know why I thought. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, 
<laughs> in I about 15 get, years. But I get where you're coming from and yeah. it clearly made an impression on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like, I think, like, he's he's a character that's really hard to write, I imagine. Because oh, like, how, what do you do? Yeah, you have to contrive a threat for him. Um, but I do think, I like that he's just a puppet master in the back. And he's just making all these events happen. Like, he's the reason Cable got born, basically. <laughs> like, that's huge. Um, and and but, Cable is, like, involved in everything in terms of time travel and all that stuff. Uh, just in the comic books. Like, exa- as a character. Yeah. yeah. And, like, if there's any issue with time, Cable generally shows up. Jesus. Uh, so that's my report on Mr. Sinister, Connor. Oh, man. We are doing some seriously powerful, powerful characters. I, I I need to come up with a shit one really soon because yeah. I'm running out of super powered ones to do. <laughs> we're going to run out of Omega level powered like yeah, and, and they we're going to peak and then we're going to come back down to like, then, like Man. when we get back to like trees and fours we're like these are shit yeah. <laughs> <We're not laughs> the these aren't interesting um, but would you like to take us out Connor yes please so if you liked what you heard um, we do have hundreds of other Hero Zero episodes I think we're like hundreds. 180 um, so maybe that's technically hundreds uh, but <laughs> they're all up on the Heroes tens, Are Higher tens, tens of Hero or Zeros 20s and 10s Heroes Are Higher episode, Hero Zero episodes they are all up on the heroesforhire.ie website that link is down below so that's our website where you can get access to basically every episode we've ever done uh, our shop is up there you can also support us there there's a button to head on over to our Patreon where we have all these extra episodes and, uh, and extra reviews um, if you you don't want to head there you can give us a like and review or whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on that would really help us out um, and yeah we're on all of your normal podcast platforms Spotify, iTunes Podbean Castbox and I remember I'm probably forgetting like 50 of them uh, um, AM Radio that's uh, the one <laughs> um, we're also on Twitter at Heroes for Hire Pod the 4 is the number 4 Facebook is Heroes for Hire Podcast Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast and most importantly you could just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. So I've been cut it off. I've been shown me. And we shall see you on the next Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.